Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Friday, May 20th, 2016. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio in Boston, Beantown Athletics, your only source for customized screen printing and embroidery, BeantownAthletics.com. Today's show is presented by SeatGeek. SeatGeek has made it easier than ever before to buy, but not SeatGeek. So download the free SeatGeek app right now and get a $20 rebate on tickets by using the promo code Picard. That's right, as in my last name, Picard. Now, the Red Sox had off last night. They return home for a weekend series, a big weekend series against a very good Cleveland Indians team that begins tonight. Clay Buckholt is on the mound for the Red Sox. He'll go up against... Indians righty Corey Kluber. This is a very tough matchup for Buck Colts. It's a very tough matchup for the Red Sox. And then after this series with the Indians, the Colorado Rockies come to town. And as I've reminded you the last couple days, on May 26th of next week, it's going to be Wade Boggs night at Fenway Park, which means the Red Sox are retiring. Wade Boggs, number 26. You want to be in the house for that one. And the place you need to get your tickets is SeatGeek, the SeatGeek app. You can get $20 off by using my promo code. So the Red Sox back in town, and you can use my promo code on anything. Don't just think because this is a sports talk show, you can't use my promo code on concert tickets. Go to the SeatGeek app. Just search it. Just look. And you don't need to be just in Boston. You can be anywhere. Search by venue, by city, by specific event. And again, my promo code can be used for anything. That's on the SeatGeek app, so download it right now. And what you can also do is set an alert for yourself. If you see an event, maybe in the future, a couple months away, and you're saying, you know what, I wonder what ticket prices are going to look like a month from now. Set an alert for that event. And what it's going to do is SeatGeek will keep you updated when ticket prices fall so you can get the best deal possible. Even better, every ticket on the SeatGeek app is given a grade and you can use their detailed map to see the exact view from your seat. You want to know what the view looks like where you're sitting? You're paying this money? Yeah, you can get that on the SeatGeek app. SeatGeek, always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or a concert. And it should be the first place you go as well. SeatGeek. I will get into some Red Sox here. Now, I know they had last night off. I'll, I'll get into... Uh, a little bit of the news, because there is news. The Red Sox have made some moves, actually, in the last couple minutes. This is sort of breaking news. I'll get to that. But I, I you know, I have, I give an outline. I write down a little outline of some things I'm going to talk about. And I just, I kind of want to just get this out of the way, because I don't want to be thinking about Deflategate all Friday afternoon. But we have a Deflategate update. And as you know, whenever there's a Deflategate update, I'm going to give it to you. But I'd like to just get it out of the way. Like, I don't want to do this whole show and in the back of my head go, God, oh, Danny, you got to get to that Deflategate update. Don't forget the Deflategate update. I can't even say that correctly. I just, I'm sick of saying the word Deflategate. But since we have an update, I'll give it to you. Tom Brady, he has until Monday to file something. They're always filing shit with this thing. Uh, they have until Monday. The second circuit of appeals. But... You know they're going to file it because they have added another attorney. He goes by the name of Thomas Dupree from the D.C. law firm Gibson, Dunn, and Crutcher. Dupree, if you want a little background on this guy and actually how serious Tom Brady and his team is going to be taking this, 
Like, they're adding, they're not just adding any Joe Schmo knucklehead lawyer. Like, they are going out and getting the best of the best. The, the attorneys that have been involved in some of the biggest cases and, and issues really in this country, Thomas Dupree was George W. Bush's attorney in Bush versus Gore, which, as you know, that was the case that ultimately decided the 2000 presidential election. So, <laughs> just given that little background, I don't, I don't know anything about anything else about Thomas Dupree. I don't. I don't know what he looks like. Um, I don't know what other cases he's been on. But that's all you really need to know to to figure out that Tom Brady and his team they are just it's like an all star attorney team, isn't it? They're getting all these big names that have been involved in these big cases. Tom Brady, they mean the NFLPA, they mean business. But that's the latest Deflategate update. It just goes to show you they will file this on Monday or by Monday. They could do it later today. By the time you listen to this, they could file. Saturday, tomorrow, Sunday, who knows, Monday morning. They're going to do it. Deflategate's going to go on and on. But this is an update. Tom Brady adds another attorney, big name, Thomas Dupree, uh, was George W. Bush's attorney, the case that decided the 2000 presidential election. And as you know, uh, Gore did not win that case. That's all you really need to know about that. So let's move on. Let's Glad that we got the flake gate out of the way in this Friday afternoon because I don't want to have to think about it this entire show. Back to the Red Sox. The Red Sox had last night off. A weekend series with the Indians at Fenway begins tonight. Little breaking news. Carson Smith placed on the 15-day DL with elbow soreness. Not good news. I think we sort of saw this coming with some of the comments. Coming out of John Farrell's mouth the other day, how they said, well, we could put him back on the DL. He, Carson Smith began the season on the DL. He had a forearm issue. So he's got forearm elbow issues. I believe they're related. I mean, I believe this is a related injury that he missed the beginning of the season with. When he came back, you know, I thought he looked very good to the point where I was telling you I think he's going to be the regular eighth inning guy for this Red Sox team. But, I mean... The fact that he's going back on the DL and the fact that it's once again related to the throwing arm and not just the throwing arm, but the elbow and the forearm, honestly, you know what this feels like? This feels like Tommy John. It does. It feels like the next bit of news is going to be visiting Dr. James Andrews. Um, It it just, it, it has that feel to me. It really does. And this is not good news because I really did think that if... If Carson Smith could stay healthy, if Carson Smith could stay healthy, I just thought the bullpen would be just so much better than it is right now because I don't really have that much confidence in Koji Uihara. I think I'm losing confidence in Tazawa, right? I I just, uh, this is a tough one to me. Now, it's not as tough as the news that Eduardo Rodriguez has been shut down from game action. That's tough. That's that's a little bit tougher. But the Carson Smith thing is still tough nonetheless. So you don't like hearing this, that he's back to the DL. I, I know I might be jumping to the c- conclusions by telling you I'm throwing the words Tommy John out there, but I just feel like that's the next bit of news. I've, all right, we'll, we'll stop there. The next bit of news, if I had to put my money on it with Carson Smith, is a visit to Dr. James Andrews. And if you have that visit, I know people can say, well, you could always have the visit with Dr. James Andrews, and it turns out to be nothing. Okay. But I just would prefer that you don't even have to visit Dr. James Andrews. 
And I do feel like, and I don't know the exact percentages on this, but I'd like to say that 90%, and this is my own, I'm just throwing this out there. This is my own percentage. I'm, I didn't do the research study on this. I apologize. This, but, this, but honestly, this is my gut feeling. Like you, We always hear the Dr. James Andrews visits. I feel like 90% is a pretty fair percentage of guys that when they visit Dr. James Andrews, they're talking about Tommy John after. Right? Like most. I would say it's close to 100 there are some guys to visit Tommy John, excuse me, visit Tommy John, that visit James Andrews, and he's like, eh, you know what, you can do it this way, you can do it that way, you don't need the surgery. But I, I feel like, for the most part, if you do end up visiting him, the next bit of news is Tommy John. Tommy John surgery. Now, do I know that's going to happen with Carson Smith? No, I'm just telling you what my gut tells me, that I don't feel good about this, especially where the injury seems to be located and that it's coming up again and that he's being placed on the DL. The fact that he was called up at the beginning of of May looked good and only pitched three times, and there were certainly spots here the last week or so that you could have used them uh, since Saturday, Uh, and and they weren't – they didn't do it. So, I mean, obviously you knew something was up, and then when John Farrell says the other day that they could possibly put him to the DL, well, I guess in your mind, at least I did, sort of leaning towards that – acceptance of, okay, I guess Carson Smith is going to go to the DL. And here we are with the news today. It's official. Carson Smith is going to the DL, 15-day DL with elbow soreness. That is not good news. Brock Holt going to the DL with concussion symptoms. They're going to call up Noe Ramirez, the pitcher, and Blake Swihart. Swihart, who's been, he's been working out in the outfield, right? So we're probably going to see Swihart get some time in the outfield while he's up and Brock Holt has this concussion. So that's the Red Sox news, but the biggest piece of the Red Sox news here, and not to knock the Brock Holt concussion, because obviously Brock Holt, I think, is a special part of this team, and a concussion is a serious injury, but with regards to, I think, the long-term success of this Red Sox club, I point to the pitching staff, and the bullpen is a big part of the pitching staff, and I thought Carson Smith would be someone that, when he did come up like he did, would remain with this team and be a very, very, and have, he would have a large impact on this group. That's what I thought all season. Because we were very excited about this trade. Uh, people were coming out saying the Red Sox stole Carson Smith away from the Mariners, and, and, and I believed it. You, you saw him pitch. You saw the stuff he had. It's just an unfortunate forearm elbow issue that's, that's coming into play right now. And he's going to have to go back to the DL. So there's your Red Sox news of the day. And uh, so we didn't have Red Sox last night. I was on WEI till 10 to midnight last night. A little program, you know, tonight I'm on TV, Comcast Sportsnet, at... Is it 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock. See, sometimes during the, like, during the winter, it could be 10.30. We could be 11 o'clock because they play the Celtics games, and sometimes it's pushed back. But with no Celtics, I'm pretty sure it's going to be live at 10. We're, we're live. I know that. And they replay it a couple times after throughout the morning. But that's what I got tonight, Comcast Sportsnet TV appearance. And people always say, well, who are you on with? I'm like, I don't know. I never know who I'm going to be on with until I get in there. I really don't. I don't know who I'm going to be on with. But last night, I was on WEI uh, by myself, as usual, and I was on 10 to midnight. It's, it's Some people just get me worked up because we, uh, see, we have, when, when people call in, like we have a producer, I have a producer behind the glass. He screens the calls, and they all do a nice job. 
and they they put the you know the the message on the screen like what the topic that this guy wants to talk about like Bob down the Cape wants to talk about I know his name's Bob I know he's calling from down the Cape and I know he wants to talk about the Celtics I don't even ask for specifics I don't need I don't need to know that he wants to talk about you know Marcus Smart's tattoo on on his right arm like I don't need to know that I don't need to know exactly if it's his Celtics that's fine um but someone last night had said in the message thing, it said, like, steroids in baseball. And we weren't doing steroids in baseball. I don't even know why we would do steroids in baseball. And then there were some other people that were calling in. I just about wanted to talk about stuff that, I don't know, I guess was lingering over from the previous show. But uh, my, my show's a different show. Like, um, you know, I wasn't doing steroids in baseball last night. I wasn't. And I, I said that on the show. I Took a call on it. But then there were other people tweeting me, being like, oh, I waited for an hour. You didn't take my call. This, that, the other thing. And, and I guess, you know, my message was loud and clear last night and, and on the radio. And if it wasn't, I'll, I'll reiterate it. You know, if you listen to the show and you listen to me on EI and you call in with something that's off topic, like, I'm not going to take it. I don't need to take that call. Like, I, I'd like to stress that. I don't, I don't need that. Some people might to get through their show. That, I can't speak to them. I can't speak for their show. I can't speak to how they do their job. To be quite honest with you, I don't give a fuck how they do their job. That's them. That, that's what they do. If I was sitting here concerned every single day about how other people do their job, I wouldn't be able to do mine to the best of my ability. I mean, I think you know me by now. The way I, I handle the, my business in this business is I don't give a fuck about anybody else. And that's the way it is, and that's the way it's going to be. That's the way it has to be. And, you know, because some people say, well, this guy's talking about you here. This guy's talking about you there, there, the other place. Good. Let him talk about me. You know how long I've been in this business to get somebody to mention my fucking name? Do you? Go check out my resume. Go on LinkedIn. Go read my biography on the website. Go back to the archives. Google. Do something. Right? I mean, somebody's mentioning me. The way I look at it, at it is... I spent nearly 10 years in this business just to get some of these people to notice me. What, I'm supposed to be mad? Oh, somebody's bad-mouthing me? Oh, no. Don't let that happen. Look, they're talking about me. They're, they're talking about my show. That's a great thing. That, that, that lets me know that I'm doing my job. That lets me know that, that I am making it because I'm on their radar now. In whatever capacity that may be, I'm there. I'm in it. I'm involved. I've been begging for people to notice me, to talk about me, to acknowledge me. Once they start doing it, in whatever manner that they do it, what, I'm supposed to be upset about that? No, no fucking way. I'm celebrating that moment. I'm celebrating that. So, I mean, that's just, look, that, the way I handle my business in this business is I'm doing my show. Uh, and, and until someone tells me otherwise or hires me full-time otherwise, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing my show. If you don't like it, then go somewhere else. I don't give a fuck. And if you think, hey, oh, I'm not taking your call, then guess what? Go bother somebody else about steroids and baseball. How's that? Like you, you, if it's not on topic with what we're doing and what I'm doing, I'm not taking, I don't need the call. I can get through the show without the call that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I don't need to take the call just to have a call to kill time. All right? I, I don't. And if you've listened to me, I think you know that because I've been doing an hour a day, five days a week for 10 years talking to myself. You think I need a call about steroids and baseball? You, need, you think I need a call about 
comparing Ted Williams with David Ortiz? I mean, what what are we doing? What? Like, what? Really? You think I would take that call on a night in which we're doing the Celtics? On what fucking planet do you live on? Oh, you live on the planet in which you think I need to take the call because I might not have one coming in. Well, I got news for you. That's not how I handle business, all right? It's just, it's to the people out there that were, were upset that I didn't take their call. It's nothing personal with you. Don't take it personal. Please, don't take it personal. It's just, it, it, it's, it's not what we were talking about. Why would I take the call on something that we're not talking about? Other people might. Other people might need to do that. Other people need seven people in the room with them to do a show and to, to finish a show. I don't. I don't. And that pisses people off that I don't. And you hear it. You see it. And I kind of love it that it pisses people off. To be honest. And if it pisses you off when I don't take your call because it's off topic, well, hey, go go call somebody else and wait on, on hold for an hour. Better yet, why don't you hang the phone up and go outside for a fucking walk? Get some fresh air. Sounds like you need it. Sounds like you need it. But that's, you know, look, last night we're talking Celtics on WEI. That's what we're doing. We're doing Celtics. And, and you should see some of the ridiculous calls that come in. Like, so, like I'm not going to take, I, I'm not going to, I'm not doing Cel- a Celtics show on the draft pick and what they can do. Think about this. If I, I'm, I'm doing Celtics, I'm getting a couple Celtics calls. You know, we're breaking down what the Celtics can do with their number three overall pick. I'm supposed to go off topic and take a call about Ted Williams versus David Ortiz? Why? Because I because because there's no calls coming in. That's that's insane. That has that, that's not that's not what I do. That's not what I should be doing. That would be just it would not make any sense whatsoever. And in fact, like because I always think of this. Like they say, oh, the P ones and the people who are the diehard listeners. Like that that's me. Okay, I know what I want to hear. And if I was listening to a show that's doing Celtics. And then all of a sudden started talking about a debate, Ted Williams versus David Ortiz. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm done. It's over. You lost me. I'm, it's over. Okay? That's, that's it. I'm not, I don't even know, I don't even know why that would ever be a discussion. I, I really don't. Uh, but anyways, that's, the, that's, that's just in response to some of the people tweeting me, saying, oh, you didn't take my call, you suck, this, that, the other thing. All right. I didn't take your call. Here's why. I feel the need to explain to you. Like, it's not personal. Like, don't be like, oh, I didn't take this guy's call because, you know, he's calling from down the Cape and I just don't like the Cape. But that's not it. I didn't take the call because you want to talk about something that we're not talking about. Why would I do that? That would make no sense. Okay? Um, I, I kind of snapped last night on EEI. I, I, that, <laughs> that, that, that's why I'm doing this right now, too, because I, you know, at the end, I, I felt like, yeah, I didn't, I snapped. I didn't mean to. I hope these people don't take it personal. But if they do, they do. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Last night, also, you know, speaking of the the Celtics, actually, I'll get to the NBA stuff and the NBA playoffs and what Cleveland did last night to Toronto. But uh, real quick in the Celtics, you know, you get all these rumors, and we did a lot of them last night in EI. The Chris Dunn thing is is just, it's hilarious to me. Like, does Chris, and I know Chris Dunn's agent is just doing his job. Chris Dunn's agent is taking care of his boy. He's taking care of his client. He's taking care of his player, who is a very good college player for Providence, point guard, 
It's going to be a very high draft pick. And I get it, Chris Dunn's agent. He's, he's handling the business for his boy. I get it. You got to do it. He's doing his job. But there's doing your job, and then there's, there's not being even a little bit realistic with, with what your boy is and what kind of client that you have. And, and, you know, I never wanted to come out and knock Chris Dunn. In fact, there's never been a, a bone in my body that wanted to knock Chris Dunn, that even thought about knocking Chris Dunn. In fact, I would praise Chris Dunn for the type of player he is. And he should be a very high pick in this year's NBA draft. No question about it. And he could be a very good NBA point guard. I don't I don't have doubts about that. But when you come out and before you get drafted and you start basically eliminating teams that that your client and your boy could play for, uh, because of the depth at a certain position in other teams, and the way you do this is by not giving up the medical records. I mean, you know, you, you start being unrealistic, and when you start being unrealistic and you get the Celtics involved, if you haven't heard what, what's going on, Chris Dunn's agents have told the Celtics they are not going to give up Chris Dunn's medical records, and he's not going to interview with the Celtics, and you would think that if the Celtics would draft Chris Dunn, then, or at least draft him and keep him, they'd want the medical records one and two, they'd want to sit down with him, right? Right? I mean, you would think the Celtics have the number three overall pick. But that's where I get into reality. I get back to reality. Reality is, one, the Celtics are going to trade the number three overall pick. If they don't, it's a stupid move. They have to. They have to trade that. Two, if the Celtics make the pick, Let's say they do take Chris Dunn. They're not going to keep him. They take him with the purpose of trading him in, in, in a blockbuster package. You know, if a deal didn't come through, maybe you say, all right, we're going to take him. We know you want this guy. We'll take him so maybe nobody else takes him while we hold off on this trade. But with regards to Chris Dunn playing for the Celtics, like, that's not going to happen. The Celtics don't want Chris Dunn, okay? I know it's the nice little local story, played for Providence, this, that, the other thing. I just, I see this story that, that Chris Dunn's agents, they don't want to give up the medical records to the Celtics, and they're picking and choosing the teams they do this to because they're saying, we don't want this, we don't want our guy playing for them. We don't want our guy drafted by them. They're basically saying, we don't want our guy drafted by the Celtics. And my reaction to that is, who said the Celtics want to draft Chris Dunn? Like, so what's the story here? Like, when did the report come out that the Celtics were going to take Chris Dunn with the number three overall pick? Because I must have missed that one. To the point now where my reaction to this whole thing is, and I, again, I didn't want to knock Chris Dunn off the, off the bat. Like, I'd praise the kid. But now you're doing this, and you're picking and choosing, and you're basically saying, we don't want the Celtics to draft a guy. Now I'm, my thinking is, who the fuck is Chris Dunn? Like, who the fuck are you? Who are you? You're a point guard that was good in college that hasn't been drafted yet. You're not Ingram. You're not Simmons. They're talking about... Maybe Dragon Bender, he's a seven-footer who can shoot. I've seen two and a half minutes of YouTube clips on the kid. I got no idea if he's going to be good. They're talking about him possibly over you. I'd take Buddy Heald over Chris Dunn, the second. Who the fuck is Chris Dunn to be out there now telling teams that uh, you're not going to draft him, we're not, we're not going there, we're not going there? Because what, the team has too many gods? I know the Celtics have a lot of gods, I get it. But for that reason, 
The Celtics aren't taking Chris Dunn. They don't. They, why would they want him? So this whole thing makes no sense to me. Right? Like, who is Chris Dunn? And you could say, well, it's his agents. They're doing their job. Like I said, sure. Okay, they're doing their job. But if Chris Dunn, I mean, you mean to tell me Chris Dunn has no say? Chris Dunn's just, he's just listening to his agents. He wants to play for the Celtics, but his agents don't want him. It's not on Chris Dunn. It's on his agents. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's Chris Dunn has say. All right. Chris Dunn could go to his agent and be like, hey, listen, play to Providence. Love this area. I want to play for the Celtics. I know they got point guards, but I feel like I could be the best one on that team. I feel like I could be the starting point guard. I know they got Isaiah Thomas. Hey, who knows? Maybe he's best suited to be the two. Right? Maybe they move Avery Bradley in a trade. Maybe they make a trade. I want to be the guy. I want to be for the Boston. I want to play for the Boston Celtics. I, he could say that, but instead they're picking and choosing. Now before it, I mean, come on, the draft hasn't started yet. I just, I hate that. We've sort of seen it with Simmons, too. Even with Simmons, I don't like it. Ben Simmons. Saying he wants to play in L.A. I, I think when he says that, he's obviously trying to say that he doesn't want to play in Philly. Right? That's basically what he's trying to say. But it, you're not a free agent. You, you, if you want to choose L.A. after you, you know, your rookie contract's up, be my guest. You don't have a choice in that now. This is, it's so ridiculous. Like, you go, you can go back, players have done it. I mean, Eli Manning, the NFL, I hated that. I hated that whole situation. It's like, no, you don't draft the team. The teams draft the players. Like, you have no say. I don't care who's on your side. I don't care who's got your back. I don't care who your agent or your father is or your family members or your advisors. I don't give a shit. The teams draft the players. Not the other way around. So, the Simmons thing, I didn't like it. I got news for Chris Dunn. He's no Ben Simmons. He's not. And you can't pick your team. The team needs to pick you. And I got news for Chris Dunn. The Celtics don't even want him. So I don't even know why we're doing this. That should be the story. Celtics aren't drafting Chris Dunn. There, bang, end of story, done. Don't even give me the story about they're not giving the medical reports. What came first? The Celtics not wanting Chris Dunn or Chris Dunn not wanting to come to Celtics? In my opinion, it should be the Celtics not wanting Chris Dunn. Sorry, you made me do it. I was just going to leave it alone. I thought it was obvious. But here you are. Not giving the medical reports to the Celtics. Great. Keep, you know what? Keep the fucking medical reports. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants Chris Dunn for the Celtics. All right? Let's move on from it. Let's move on from it. NBA playoffs last night. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they whoop Toronto again. In game two, the Cavs now with a 2-0 series lead in the East Finals. Final score last night, 109-89. to That is, excuse me, 108-89. Wasn't 20 points, it was 19 points. 108-89. to Cleveland. LeBron James in this one. Recorded his 15th career postseason triple-double. 15th career postseason triple-double, 23 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds. With that night, LeBron moves past Shaquille O'Neal for fourth place on the all-time playoffs scoring list. I told you to take the 12 points with Toronto, telling you Cleveland would win, I think, by 8 or 10. I was wrong. The 12 points did not cover. 
I apologize for that, but I've been pretty good with my NBA playoff picks, so don't jump all over me for one bad one. I got Cleveland right in game one. I got Golden State right uh, in their game two. And I will close out the show today with Picks Picks. And it will be NBA Playoff Edition. Now, it will only be two games because there's only two games between now through Sunday, right? There's no, game, there's no NBA Playoff game tonight. No NBA Playoff game tonight. There is the Cleveland-Toronto game tomorrow, tomorrow night, and Golden State is going to play Oklahoma City Tonight, on Sunday. It makes no sense that they're holding off on that series. It makes, it makes absolutely no sense. We went over that yesterday. Uh, so Golden State, Oklahoma City plays Wednesday, and then they don't play again until Sunday. Uh, and, and Toronto, Cleveland play twice in between. It makes no sense. But that's what the NBA is doing, so we'll just live with it and accept it. But I will be closing out the show with Picks Picks, two NBA games, uh... Last night, I got last night's wrong. I did think Cleveland would win. I just thought Toronto would show up a little bit more than they did and cover the 12 points. They did not. They lost by, Toronto lost by 19. Here's Cleveland with a 2-0 series lead going back to Toronto. That game three is going to be tomorrow night. Um, so no game tonight in the NBA playoffs. But going back to this one last night, Again, LeBron James really is the story. Another triple-double, you know, 15 career postseason triple-doubles. Moves up, passes Shaq, fourth in the all-time playoff scoring list. On Toronto's end, Kyle Lowry is... Basically, he's proven that he's as soft as they come. He's soft as puppy shit. That's basically what it is. He is... Mentally, this kid just doesn't... He just doesn't have it. Like, he... And you can tell he left the court at one point. He just walked off the walked off the court, left the arena for like ten seconds. And this story's now he's trying to find himself. He's reaching out to former coaches, former teammates, right? I think I heard Brian Windhorst last night say he re- even reached out to to Tyron Lue. Um, I mean, you know that you're playing against Cleveland. In this series, right? Like, I, I, <laughs> this, so Kyle Lowry, 10 points last night. What do you have, 8 points in game 1? 18 points? In, in the first two games, that's not good enough. It's not going to cut it. He's one of their all-stars. He's their all-star point guard. Uh, he need, th- this thing needs to begin and end with him. And, it, you know, he had a couple very nice games against Miami at the end of that series in the second round. But right now, he is just proven he is as soft as they come. My goodness, I mean, Lowry is just, it's, it's almost embarrassing. It's almost embarrassing. Like, can, could you think if, if he played in a market that actually cared about the basketball team as much as maybe we do here in Boston? A place like Boston or, or New York? I mean, oh, my God, this guy, would, this guy would quit. This guy would retire. He can't even do it in Toronto. So that seems to be the story right now that's picking up steam um, that that's going around all the national media outlets and with this Eastern Conference Finals is that not only is Cleveland whooping Toronto, but they are they are forcing Kyle Lowry into an emotional state that is not very good. And if you're a Raptor player, forget about being a Raptor fan. If you're a player or a coach or anybody part of this organization, you got to be looking at Kyle Lowry and say, "Hey, kid, man up." What's he? Lowry's like 30 years old too. Like, man up. We need you. 
Like, we need you on the court. We need you showing up to play. Like, whatever's going on, let's go. Step on the court. We know how good you are. You you, you cannot be this soft in these moments. If you are, we're going to get swept. And it looks like Lowry's going to be this soft, and it looks like the Raptors are going to get swept. It is. That's what it looks like. So, another big night for LeBron, big night for Cleveland. They're probably going to sweep Toronto. Kyle Lowry, just, just soft as they come. Soft as they come. In the Stanley Cup playoffs last night, the San Jose Sharks take a 2-1 to series lead in the Western Conference Finals. They defeated St. Louis in San Jose. The score was 3-0. So the Sharks, that was game three. They have a 2-1 to series lead. I'm rooting for San Jose. I'm rooting for Joe Thornton to hoist the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, game four tonight in Tampa Bay. The Penguins lead this series two games to one. I'm not going to lie. I've watched very little of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. And I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm upset that the Bruins aren't, you know, didn't make the playoffs for the second straight year, and, and maybe my interest is not in it because of that, or maybe because I've been paying more attention to what this Red Sox team is doing in the early goings of the season, or even just because I think I prefer NBA playoff basketball. As much as a hockey guy as I am, if the Bruins aren't playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think I prefer the regular NBA game. And also, the Celtics were in the playoffs in the first round, which makes you kind of, at least around here, forget about the Stanley Cup playoffs first round, right? Mostly was paying attention uh, to the Celtics against Atlanta. But that's the playoff stuff that we got going on. And on this Friday, I am going to turn my attention to closing out the show with Picks Picks because I got to run tonight. I got to do some things before I head into the studio to do some TV. So let's end the week with this. There's only two games. Hit the music. Yes, the NBA on NBC theme. It, to be honest, it's the only real reason I'm sticking with NBA picks right now. It is. It's the only reason. I could go Major League Baseball because there's plenty of games. I could give you five games there because usually Picks Picks is a segment that I give you five games with the spread. But I just love this NBA on NBC theme. So this is what we're going to do. There's two games in the NBA playoffs this weekend. Uh, the first one, is, again, no game tonight. The first one's tomorrow, Saturday. Toronto hosts Cleveland in their game three. Cleveland's been pretty big favorite the first two in Cleveland. Because this one's in Toronto, it goes down a little bit. Cleveland is a five-point favorite. But you know what? Most of the time in most series with most teams, I would re- I would consider the home team down 2-0, coming back into their own building. Place would go nuts. Conference finals. I'd consider that underdog. If the home team is a dog, I'd say, man, I got to jump all over that. But not in this situation. And it's not just because Kyle Lowry is soft. Just, just a weak, weak person, it seems like. Um, it's also because Cleveland is just so damn good. So many people knocking the Cavaliers for being a team that's not beating good teams. You know, they're beating mediocre teams in the East. Wait till they face a Western Conference team. I can't wait. Because I can't wait till they give a Western Conference team fits and people are eating their words. I mean, it's just, we do this every fucking year. Don't we? We always do this. And they're doing it again. And when the Cavaliers get into the finals, they're going to give either Oklahoma City or Golden State a run for their money. And I think Cleveland's going to win it. And you know what people will say? They'll say, well, that's because Cleveland has the best player in the world in LeBron James. All right, you're going to say that then, 
Why don't you say it now? It's not different. It's not like it's any different right now. LeBron James, the best player in the world. I know what Steph Curry does. We talked about it last night on EI. The way he shoots off the dribble and hits these outrageous shots in games. If you told me Steph Curry was a robot, I would believe you. I believe you. I wouldn't be scared. Right? I'm not, I wouldn't all of a sudden have this fear that robots are roaming the earth. I'd say, you know what? You're right. Steph Curry's a robot. I, I should have known. We should have all known. And that's illegal. And you'll, we'll take away the MVPs. <laughs> and we'll take away last year's uh, championship trophy and, and give it to Cleveland. Uh, but that said, there is no way I'm going to pick somebody other than LeBron James if I had a choice to take him on my team. As much as I don't like his personality, right? I don't. And no one's saying I like I never said I like his personality. I, this isn't a LeBron love fest. This is me, the basketball fan, being realistic with you as to what LeBron James still is. But yet some of these NBA analysts can't get that through their head because they are blinded by the competition that Cleveland is facing. That's all they're focusing on. And they're like, well, I need to see him against the Western Conference team. I can't fucking wait. Because these same assholes are going to be up there on TV going, well, you know what? I guess, you know what this is? This is just LeBron James is one of the best players. He is the best player in the world. It's, All right, you're saying that now. What, you didn't know that two weeks ago? What, like, what changed in his game? Anything? The competition? Stop looking at the competition. Look at what they're doing to the competition. They're annihilating the competition. All right? Annihilating them. So, people overlooking Cleveland because of what they're doing. They're a favorite on the road, up 2-0. Toronto, are we considering this a hostile environment for an NBA playoff game, even East Finals? I'm not. I'm not. Cleveland, minus five. They're a five-point favorite. It, this, this would need to be at least 10 for me to, to consider taking the home dog. And that's, that's a lot, right? That would be a lot. Uh, but Cleveland minus five, I absolutely think they could win this game by six. So I'm gonna jump all over the Cavs. I think they could sweep based on what I've seen in the first two. Uh, and, and if, look, I don't get it right. I'm. Guess what? I, I I don't regret it. I'd still go back and make this pick. Cleveland minus five over Toronto in game three. And then Sunday, uh, the game three that we've been waiting for for seven weeks. Golden State in Oklahoma City. Series tied at one. The Warriors are a two and a half point favorite. Two and a half point favorite. I think this is the type of game in which a lot of people and the analysts are going to go into it and they're going to say, well, Golden State had the hot hand. They were shooting crazy, but you get all these days off, that's going to benefit Oklahoma City because Golden State looked to be on fire. Now they cool down. Again, I don't understand that analysis, but you know you're going to get it. Golden State could step into any game regardless of how much time off, and I think they could shoot the lights out, and I think they're going to do that in Oklahoma City again. Um... I think this series is gonna see. Yeah, I do. I think they could split in OKC. Yeah, but I guess this. So I guess this pick comes down to, you know, who's gonna win the first one. I think Golden State wins the first one. I do. I think they go into Oklahoma, Oklahoma City confident. Steph Curry confident. I think he has a game on the road. And I think you know Sunday night. I, I'm gonna take the Warriors, a two and a half point favorite. Uh, I think they win it by at least three. I do. I think they might win it by, by more than that. So I'm going to take Golden State minus two and a half. Those are my picks for the week. Picks, picks. I give it to you every single Friday. 
Cleveland, minus five in their game three. And Golden State, minus two and a half in their game three. Again, I'm on TV tonight, 10 o'clock, live, Comcast Sportsnet, New England. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all forms of social media. I'm here five days a week inside the Beantown Athletics studio here in Boston. Get the show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere. Podcasts are available. The Google Play Music Store, literally anywhere. And I'll remind you once again, with the Red Sox back in town this weekend and next week, you can get $20 off your tickets by downloading the free SeatGeek app right now. Use the promo code PICARD, as in my last name, PICARD, again, on the SeatGeek app. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm out. Talk to you Monday.